Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Search with Candid podcast, recorded on Wednesday the 31st of July. My name is Ayush Kumar and I'm here to help you with search. In this week's episode, we're going to be hearing from Lucas Zelesny, a renowned and experienced SEO who came and gave a great talk at Search Norwich 4 earlier this year. So he started off by giving us a great insight into what he calls the snapshot method, which is really useful for those of you who want to do some keyword research. So it's helpful for both SEO and actually PPC as well. And he also talks about the tricky process of link building competitor gap analysis. I know I've struggled with these before, so it's actually so useful to hear him speaking. And finally, he gives out some great advice about what tools to actually be using as well, and then rounds up by talking about some great plugins for WordPress sites which can boost your website's performance. I found this talk a great learning experience for me, and I took a lot away from it, and I hope you do too. So without further ado, here's Lucas. So my name is Lucas Zelezny. I uh, was working last six and a half years in Newswitch Zupla. Uh, so first Newswitch and then Zupla acquired Newswitch and we become like a one big family. Six and a half years uh, is quite long for an SEO in one company, but I had a fair reason to, to, to leave this end of this year. I become a father. So my little daughter is two months. We're waiting until she will be three years old because I'm a CEO, my wife is PPC, she will be email marketing definitely. So the first, the first skill I'm going to teach her is how to use Excel. Um, and, and yeah, and I was working also with uh, lots of other um, customers. Um, I'm still working. My, my, um, my, my schedule is quite, quite busy every day, uh, mainly thanks to Hangouts. I can, I can remotely work. And uh, yes, and today I just wanted to show you a couple of tactics that I was implementing during my time in Uswitch Zoopline before. And that's our tactics that you can take from this event and implement even tonight or start implementing from tomorrow. So the first one I call a snapshot approach to keyword research and how it works. This is kind of, I discovered uh, and I started, maybe that I didn't discover, but I started working a long time ago just because when I was joining a company, I was always, uh, you know, thinking that very quickly I need to prove that I was not only good on the interview, but I'm really good on SEO. And I agree with Mark that it's always challenging to convince the developers. That's why I learn how to talk to developers a bit different language and to marketers with a bit different language. And so, First tool I just wanted to mention is search metrics. Raise your hand if anyone knows search metrics. Good. Search metrics is a great tool, kind of industry standard, and not very expensive. I think basic version costs less than 100 euro. And now let's go back to 2012 when I joined Uswitch. Um, there was very little belief in SEO those days. Um, there was no proper tracking and so on and so on. By the way, I. I learned a uh, long time ago before joining Uswitch how to use analytics properly because that helped me to protect what I'm, what I'm talking to developers uh, based on numbers so I could pull the data and say like, listen, this is where we've been and this is where we are. And they've been like, yeah, but bounce rate went up. Yeah, but it didn't cannibalize the growth. And this way we started to be on the same page. So imagine I'm joining Uswitch and they're saying like, Lucas, we don't believe in SEO. And I was like, give me three months. And, uh, you know, first thing, you can pull uh, lots of information from tools like Searchmetrics or Systrix or SEMrush or SpyFu. 
And um, I pulled the data and I was like, hey, search metrics, show me where we are already ranking. Where, where are the keywords that are delivering traffic? And I saw this. Lots of keywords, different keywords, because you probably know you switch like Money Supermarket, Go Compare is dealing with different verticals, credit cards, insurance, broadband, mobile. So there was lots of keywords. And I was like, okay, this is nice set, but obviously I have many keywords which are on position one already. So there was a built-in filter. There is a built-in filter. And I said, search metrics, I like this, but show me keywords which are ranking between position two and 10, and with search volume 1,000 to 20,000. Thanks to that, I could deal with keywords which are already on the first page, but not first, so not too low and not, too, uh, and not one. And also I excluded all third-party brand names like EE or T-Mobile. Generally, you know, if someone is typing EE, probably is looking for a web EE website, not U-Switch. So I get another list, much more um, nice. And now, how I started thinking about dealing with this uh, data. Let me go into this chart. This is quite um, aged chart. And it shows uh, what we call organic distribution uh, model through the positions. And now it's really not about how much you see the percentages. It's never like when you are first, you have 18.2% click-through rate, or when you are second, you have 10% click-through rate. It's something else I wanted to show you. It's a massive difference if you are ranking here between position five and 10 and massive difference when you're ranking here, position three or two or one. So it's very, very important to fight for this position one or two if you really cannot be first. And I have a bit of math. Think about this. If we will take keyword, which is here, best Simonly deals, 18,841 uh, searches a month. You know, UK is very famous of uh, all this price comparison website, that is not uh, that popular in Europe as far as, far as I know. And uh, there is so many searches, yeah? So people are looking every month, 18,841 times by average for best Simone deals. And I can do a little estimation. I can say, okay, if I would be here on position two, 10 person multiplied by 18,841, I would get roughly around 1,800 visits or 1,800 points score, whatever you want. And then if I would be first, my score is going to 3,294. So it's almost double. So it's really worth to work hard on this, um, to be on the position one for so prominent keywords. And I started building a metrics, which I created here. So TI, this is traffic index. TI max is the SEO utopia, if I would be on position one. And then finally, TI difference is the difference between where I am right now and, be f uh, and where I could be on the position one. Here is that data you saw on the chart, click to rate. And this is my spreadsheet. And before you will be scared that this is too much information, I have a link and you can download. I done a spreadsheet for a company called Pimlico Plumbers. And uh, I just pulled the data from search metrics so we can see, you can play with this, maybe you can even recreate this or send me some questions. And if you sort this by search volume, like we were doing this long time ago, you will get different keywords than if you would sort this by TIDF, so the potential. And you can see that Nokia phones or O2 Refresh, not O2 as a brand, O2 Refresh or Compare Mortgages, Cheap Loans, and so on and so on, that's our keyword I should start working on. And this is the link. 
You can take a photo if you want, or you can write down. It's my surname, zelesny.uk slash snapshot. If you go there, there is a link to Excel file, and you can download this, and voila. Now, when you're optimizing for this keyword, where to focus on? Old, uh, old traditional SEO, title tag modification, add strong tags, add alt tags. Make sure that your images file name is not a random characters or random numbers.jpg. Make sure that this file name is also a keyword rich. Additional paragraph of text. If you see that there is a text uh, but not long enough or not covering topic <coughs> good enough, go and, uh, and, and write additional paragraph, cover this topic better than your competitors. Headers modification, and think about this. I show you these keywords and they've been attacking completely different part of the website. So if there would be one or two verticals which are too difficult to deal with, like credit cards or car insurance, I may be uh, very successful with loans, with mortgages, and then I can go back to credit cards and car insurance. Internal links with keyword-rich anchors. When to use this? When you're starting working on organic performance, so when you're getting into organization or when you have new client in your agency, for a website with established history of ranking in SERPs, in search engine results pages. This is not a tactic for a new uh, website. When you quickly need to prove that SEO is worth, like, you know, um, I've been always kind of raised in this kind of uh, feeling that I need to prove that, that I was the right person. I don't want to make anyone think that I failed. I don't like to do excuses. That's why I'm using this when I quickly want to prove. And conclusion, first, you're dealing with keywords that already rank. You're leveraging quality traffic, because if this keyword ranking already in top, um, top 10, that means that Google is thinking that they are relevant. You're utilizing multiple URLs, and finally, you're playing search engine games. So Google is your game master. You're just following Google as, you're treating Google as your advisor. Finally, you're delivering a quick result. So that was tactic one. Tactic two, that's link building through brand tracking. Raise your hand if you're using any brand tracking software so far. Okay, we have three people. So, there is a couple of softwares which allowed you to track your brand mentions across the online environment. Talkwalker, Brand24, Fresh Web Explorer, and Google Alerts, except if Google Alerts never works. But anyway. Um, and I'm using Brand24. And a bit of story like my name and surname, yeah? So it's Lukas Zelezny. It's very difficult. And only my mom and my dad probably can spell this. Like when I moved to London uh, in 2007 from Poland where I was born with Polish, uh, Polish name and Czech surname, what could go wrong? Uh, I've been Zelensky, Zeleny, Zele, uh, Zelenzy, and so on and so on. I was even thinking to change this. I wanted to have like this, a bit of sophisticated name and common surname. And I was thinking that I will change this to Archibald Smith. <laughs> but then I realized that there was an Archibald Smith. He was living in 19th century. And this guy is number one in Wikipedia. So I was like, Archibald, I won't beat you. So I will stay with my Lukas Zeles name. Then when I, when I discovered Brand24, I was thinking like, hold on, let's try. And I put my name and surname with Polish char crazy characters, without, with space, without space, with typos. I created this project end of 2013. And it's still running. And what it gives me, every time 
when someone is mentioning my name and surname, I first um, assume that there is no other Lukasz Zelezny. Uh, if I would be John Smith, that would be a different story. But uh, Lukasz Zelezny, there is only one. And uh, I can react, I can contact whoever mentioned me, especially that are bloggers and so on and so on. If your brand is a common name, like cheap flights, you will have a problem. Holiday rentals. But if, this, if your brand is like Adidas, or like U-Switch, for example, or like Zupla, that's the word which is kind of reserved for that specific organization, that specific website. And you can start tracking, mention, and then reacting. So I created this project and I've been able to see lots of websites that mention me, predominantly Twitter. Uh, then I had some Facebook mention, but there was blog, there were news, there were some videos on YouTube and others which been undefined. And I could go and I could see addresses of the website that mentioned my name. And one day I was like shocked like, like this, this lovely lady because I saw this. And I was like, what's going on here? What is this language? And then I was like, oh, first, first reaction was like, ah, probably like a spam bot. And then I was like, no, sorry, maybe not. And I was like, hold on, that must be a Bulgarian, Russian. That was Russian. I can't speak Russian especially after a couple of shots, because I have uh, neighbors who speak Russian and I speak Polish and Polish and Russian is quite similar, especially when you're partying together. But I cannot read this and you probably know why. And I was like, hold on, what's going on here? It's my photo and the text. And what I noticed, these guys found my article on LinkedIn, copied this, translated to Russian, put on their website. But thanks God, they wrote Lukas Zelezny with a Latin alphabet here and Brand24 been able to catch this. So what I did, here was a link to LinkedIn. I just approached them and I was like, guys, thank you very much for, for mentioning me and so on and so on. I'm really, uh, I'm really pleased. But if any chance, could you change this link from LinkedIn to my website, Zelazny UK? No problem. No problem, my friend. And I was like, super cool. So then <laughs> I, sa I started thinking, I, sa I started thinking that well, any every time there is uh, my mention, uh, like, like that without any link, I still can approach that person and say like, look, thank you very much for mentioning me uh, that I'm really pleased. By the way, I posted link to your article on my Twitter and on my Facebook. And by the way, maybe we can have a link to my website. No problem. Nine of 10 times, there is no problem. First of all, I'm approaching. Second of all, it's a bit of psychological the game. You're saying thank you and you, you gave something. Uh, you post it on Twitter and so on and so on, and you're not doing this like, if you will put a link, then I will post on Twitter, because that would be quite uh, gray, if not black. Um, so yes, so this is Brand24, Talkwalker, and so on. Tactic three, gap analysis. What is gap analysis? This is a screenshot from SEMrush, SEMrush. Anyone is using SEMrush? Raise your hand. Whoa, nice. Good. SEMrush is a great tool, and this is one of the approach I have when I'm uh, helping with a content marketing. So here is uh, uh, two domains, here are two domains, uh, Telegraph and Independent. And I said, hey, Semra, show me common keywords that these two guys are ranking in Google Koyukai. And this is completely rubbish data. It's Facebook, YouTube, Daily Mail, Ar Argos, Porn, and Rightmove. And that means nothing. But if I would like to write something, and now greetings to Craig about Scotland, which I really like, um, then I can say, hey, show me what Telegraph and Independent are ranking together uh, between position one and, e one and 10 and contain the keywords need to contain words Scotland. 
and I have a bunch of results here, election results in Scotland, Scotland independent, pattern of saying Scotland, and you can see positions and the search volume. And I know that these guys were writing about this. I can do uh, something much more complicated than that. This is how I was working for USWITCH. Again, this is not confidential data, uh, but I blurred these uh, competitors because uh, you don't need to know that I'm talking about money supermarket. And, uh, so, uh, so I put competitors here and USWITCH, and I said, Semrush, show me these keywords that my three competitors simultaneously ranking in Google Co UK and USWITCH is not. So first of all, if three of them is ra are ranking, are sharing some keyword bucket, that must be pretty relevant. That's no chance that it's random bucket. And then if I will narrow this and I will say, and show me only this keyword which are ranking in top 20, then it's even more relevant. And what I saw, this is very interesting. I saw this. So first competitor, second competitor, third competitor, and new switch. And I could see mortgage insurance, mortgage calc, mortgage calculation, mortgage calcu, calculate, mortgage simulator. Do we see a pattern here? Of course. Mortgage calculator, a very important tool. Some people are saying that in this country, uh, looking at the property, uh, properties is like national sport. And I agree. I am looking at the properties every couple of days in the bed, doing some calculation. People are typing mortgage calculator and we are not ranking. And this is very important signal right now because I can go to my developers and say like, guys, stop doing everything what you're doing. We're doing mortgage calculator. And I can go to my copywriters and say like, guys, stop working. We are writing now about mortgages and mortgage calculators. And I could define keywords which are more or less okay grammatically. And then I could send this to my copywriters saying like, listen, I want to have a content 800 words H1 mortgage calculator, H2 calculate your mortgage, meta description, uh, title tag, and the URL. Uh, here is a URL, and here, for example, a uh, link to my competitors. And they can see what competitors are writing, how they're writing, tone of voice, and they're sitting and they're writing. <laughs> like this guy. Um, third tactic, I'm dealing with answer boxes. Anyone knows what is answer box or featured snippet? Raise your hand. We have a couple of people. Perfect, perfect. So answer box has been probably invented in 2015, and I hired to my team in my previous company a guy who was dealing only with this. So answer boxes are these little snippets here which are appearing above organic results. And first of all, when you're appearing here, you're still appearing in the traditional organic results. You switch, you switch, same page. And also you can add PPC, and you will be securing three spots. So it's like a win-win. What is a smart meter? And that was the question, and we were not ranking there. We had like this answer very fluffy way, very flowery words. Like, well, generally, uh, frankly speaking, and I was like, no, 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 simple English, simple English. Because there is no way to tag this, no way to tell Google, hey, I want to be an answer box, except of giving Google a content that AI of Google or whatever you want to call this will understand. And if you want to know what is a simple English, if you go with any popular keyword uh, in Wikipedia, then you can go to English language or simple English. It's this kind of English that I could speak when I came to London 2007, yeah? So, uh, so, so Google probably is better to understand the simple, simple language. And we rewrite this paragraph and we wrote, 
A smart meter is a new kind of gas and electricity meter that can digitally send meter readings to your energy supplier. Simple, honest, direct. And this paragraph was the first one on the page. And when we edited this, that was 24 hours and we started to run there. Another example, what is dual fuel? Dual fuel simply means, and so on and so on. And that was taken from the third paragraph. So we don't see here like consistency. Google may take second, third, or fourth paragraph. How to get there? First of all, you need to rank quite high with organic results, predominantly position one to five. And the keyword needs to fire this answer box. When these two conditions are, um, are fulfilled, then you can go and start playing with headings, with lists, uh, writing additional paragraphs, um, adding divs, trying to split content into paragraphs with two, three sentences, no more than that, and so on and so on. Frequently, featured snippets have 350 characters. And then finally, obviously, image alt tag should have this keyword or question in the alt tag. Now, um, keyword that featured uh, within answer box may, may, may change weekly basis, daily basis. You can be at morning, you may disappear at evening and next day come back and so on and so on. Google is doing lots of tests and so on and so on. But elements to focus on, it's as always page title, meta description, page URL, h1, h2, h3, h4 tags and all these things which are strictly related to content. Now, how to find keywords that fire answer box? So we can start typing, like I wrote a shortbread recipe, and I had a shortbread recipe here, which has been taken from food, BBC Food website. Or Champions League groups, and you have a really sweet table, which has been taken directly from the uh, BBC Sport. Uh, UK water rates, again, I guess, and we've been with you switch here. But there is more sophisticated method. Again, we're going to SEMrush. And you can write your competitor or a big website, like BBC Co UK. And here, in this table, you have featured snippet. And they're saying 0.48% of all keywords that SEMrush found BBC ranking in Google Co UK is firing this answer box. 0.48%, that's not much, but if you will do quick math, 3,700,000 keywords when I was doing this screenshot, multiplied by 0.48% is 17,760 keywords that fired this answer box. And why it's so important to be an answer box? We are doing some tests, click-through rate can be 50 or 60%. You remember this chart I showed you on the beginning. On the position one, there was 18%. Okay, sometimes you may have 20, 25 for brand keywords, maybe 50. But you may have this also for generic keywords. You may get 50, 60% click-through rate on generic keywords. And you can measure this in the search console. So answer boxes, when to use when you're dealing with established website. Again, this is not for a new website. When you're dealing with industry leader. So this is an answer for, we are leader, we cannot grow, and we cannot get more traffic. Well, maybe you can, through answer boxes. Conclusion, refreshing content is always good. Even if you will fail to get to answer box, you're still doing a great job. You're refreshing content, you're you, you updating content. Answering questions that customer may ask. You answering questions that customer may ask. Very often, this answer box is the featured snippet appearing on a question type queries. And again, you're playing search engine game, delivering significant impact on click-through rate. Finally, 
it's better to be in answer box than not to be. Sometimes people are saying, well, if my website will be there in Google, no one will click because they will read content straight away. Seriously, this is 350 characters. The only type of the website I can think about that wouldn't like to be there with the answers, that's our dictionaries. That's why when I'm typing sometimes how to say this or that in English, there is this meta description which is always like going around. Well, so you're looking for that word that you want to translate to English and so on and so on. And I need to click to see the answer. Uh, one of the last tactic, I think this is one before the last, plugins. Who is using WordPress? Raise your hand. Perfect. You, I hope you will find this a very useful. Couple of plugins that I always recommend to use. The first one is OneSignal. That's are these push notifications that you can send every time you're posting something new on your blog. Uh, so OneSignal plugin is working close to OneSignal.com. You need to create their account, and then you need to simply add uh, like a API ID and so on and so on. Very straightforward. I have two charts here. Zelazny UK, my website. And then there is my baby, second baby after my daughter, uh, socialmedia.pl. I'm very proud of this domain. And every time someone is visiting, there is like pop-up, hey, would you like to subscribe? They can click. And then every time I will post new article, then they will get a notification. When you install one signal, there is this little checkbox. And when you check this, then every time you're posting, I'm sorry, this is in Polish, but every time you're posting something new, there is this nice pop-up and that increase your direct traffic. Another thing, WPA SEO Autolinker, a very important plugin to build a network of internal links. You can define an anchor text that consistently will be linking to other page or even outside your website. So again, this is social media PL and I said, every time there is word Twitter, link to this URL, Every time there is word Facebook, link to this URL. And every time on every article I have word Facebook, it will be consistently linked to a Facebook FAQ. Every time there is a word Twitter, it will be linked to another article. And this is how it works, it's on the fly. And if I would not like to change this on some point, I can just go to the settings of this plugin and change this. Smooth image compressor, if you care about page speed, which is one of the most important factor, you definitely want to make sure that your images are properly compressed. This plugin is um, commercial, but the free version also will do a uh, lot of, and, and yeah. Gonzalez, another plugin to make your website faster, $20, but worth to check. And obviously the creme de la creme, auto-optimize. If you're not using auto-optimize yet, when you will get home, please install this and just tick three checkboxes, optimize my HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. This is how it looks. Then a little controversial. I think I agree with Mark because there is many examples that maybe you heard that something is not working and then it works. 404 to 301, every 404 page you're redirecting on a home page. Some people are saying that it may generate soft 404s, that this is not good and so on and so on. I'm using this with passion and generally never had any problems. But obviously it's good to install this, activate and see in Search Console if you have any errors. What this plugin is doing, every URL that doesn't exist will be redirected 301 to your homepage. And when I bought socialmedia.pl, I bought this without uh, content. So previous backlinks that been pointing to this website were pointing to not existing articles. Instead of picking up every link, I just installed this and said like, you know what, everything, all this link just moved to the homepage. 
The last one, appending on copy. If someone is highlighting a piece of text from your website, click right mouse copy. That plugin will add link where this content been taken from. Lots of big publishers are using this to leverage organically backlink profile. And the last one, cloud. Anyone is using SiteGround? Good choice. So why I'm talking about SiteGround, uh, generally I'm a big fan of SiteGround, but if using WP Engine, we're still friends. Uh, you know, um, SiteGround, WP Engine, and lots of this optimized for WordPress or optimized for Magento or optimized for specific CMS, uh, ser server provider, cloud provider, are giving you lots of options that you may not be aware. And uh, some time ago, SiteGround was uh, giving four level of caching. Um, and this level uh, was only possible if you added a special code. And I discovered this, and then I went to GTmetrics, and I done some tests. The same website was loading in 8.4 seconds, and then after activating four level of cache, 3.1. And then the other website, 8.7, and then uh, optimized 3.4. You can see that the uh, size and the re number of requests, even the performance score, were as bad as they've been before, but the full load time went massively up. They stopped serving those, but then they uh, started uh, giving options to move your website to PHP 7.2 and so on and so on. So why I'm saying about this is mainly when you will have some time, go to your settings of your server provider, see what is there to make your website performing better. And then wrap up and takeaways. Always use fast and optimized hosting provider. Can be WP Engine, can be even uh, HostGator maybe, I was using a long time ago. Are you on WordPress? Test different plugins um, and make sure that you're not testing too many plugins at the same time because then you will not be able to identify which plugin is working. I had this problem. I started installing lots of plugins which have been optimizing page speed at the same time. And you know where I get. I get to 20 seconds uh, load and it was still loading. So plugins started fighting between each other. Try to rank in answer boxes because it's better to be there than not to be there and your competitor is a great source of data. If you have a market leader you can follow, it's great because this market leader is showing you, you the path. One day you will take over this market leader, but for now you can see what they're writing about, where are the gaps, what keywords we should target and we not targeting, and so on and so on. And I have three screenshots with results. So the first one, this is the website which been performing kind of steadily. This is the same like Mark was showing search engine, uh, search, uh, search metrics. And there was a couple of things that been blocking the performance. When I've been able to unblock this, mainly moving content from subdomain to the main domain, then this visibility boosted. You would think that moving block from subdomain to the folder would only transfer this traffic into the main website. Nothing like that. The subdomain had lots of links. When I moved this to the, uh, to the folder, there was kind of synergy and it completely skyrocketed. This is another website, stable over and over and over optimization and so on and so on. And finally, my baby, socialmedia.pl. So this is where I acquired this website before the guy was the guy was writing nice articles, but he didn't care about the SEO, and I could see that there was lots of potential, and I've been able to to generate really nice traffic on this. So once again, thank you for having me. That's it, and yeah, I hope to see you again.
And that was Lucas Selesny. I hope you enjoyed that talk and learnt some new things. We actually have another Search Norwich event coming up later this month, actually on the 29th of August. And here we'll be getting some more great talks just like this one, so make sure you get your free ticket from searchnorwich.org. We'll also have all the links to any resources in the show notes at search.withcanda.co.uk. And as always, this will include his slides and a video of the talk as well. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Ayush Kumar, and I hope you all have a great week.